welcome back to the ghouls room we're your hosts i'm emmy and i'm julia and welcome back for a spooky filled week of your favorite hauntings and cryptids and what have you that we've brought to you this week so as always we have our social medias so (laughs) i found out you know how every time i'm like look us up at the ghouls room underscore in between each word you don't have to say that if you literally just type in the ghouls room it pops up oh so (laughs) find us (laughs) on instagram and twitter at the ghouls room and you can email us at the ghouls room podcast with a period in between each word at gmail.com and finally our patreon the ghouls room we have drawings and we have video recordings of our podcast so you can see our gorgeous faces when they're put together um (laughs) We love our Patreons. They've really been helping us get a lot of stuff for like audio quality and it has really improved so much and we cannot thank you enough. But yeah, hit us up on any of those. We want to talk to you. We like talking to you. I'm a creep. I like talking to people that are strangers. So like, hit us up. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, And as always, a disclaimer, all of the information that we have pulled for our research today has been found online we do not yet have the ability to travel to said places to do the research ourselves so thank you for public forums news articles um, wiki pages cryptid wiki pages and all the like for allowing public access to the information it has been extremely helpful thank you yeah i'm back in my bed um I think it worked better last time, except now for our video viewers. Unfortunately, you are getting the under view of me, so you're getting a nice uh, double chin happening action, <laughs> but uh, I don't really care. I so. think you still look Sorry. super cute, bitch. Thank you're beautiful. You. And her hair looks really um, cute today because she's doing a little birthday celebration today. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it is my birthday tomorrow. Um, I will be editing this podcast on my birthday. Recipes. <laughs> so oh god i'm gonna be 25 tomorrow i found my first gray hair this week like it glinted in the sunlight and i was like why is that hair very bright and i ripped it out because i'm a savage and i looked because i have i like grew my hair out but i at one point had like highlights and so i couldn't even pretend it was dyed hair because you could see the white of my root and then the dyed hair and I was like oh my god I don't think it was even gray it was like it was white <laughs> I was like oh. god. so um I reached that I, I looked and there were definitely more and I had to just kind of turn away from the mirror I was like I, I can't look at this right now and I keep getting TikToks too that are like once you hit 25 your collagen production ends Dude. and your body starts dying and you get wrinkles I've been getting those be- too <laughs> what is that all about <laughs> I got one I literally got one yesterday and it was like, you just start taking like collagen supplements or like all this yeah. kind of stuff because you just like stop producing it. And I was like, why am I seeing this all of a sudden? I'm like, what the to fuck? To be fair, I saw one and I looked at the comments and they were like, this is literally a pyramid scheme. Like this company is a pyramid scheme. Do not listen to them. So I was like, okay, maybe they're just, but I was like, oh, stop it. Though I did oh. hear that after 25, you like your body does start dying. It's like the time your cells start like to... Was it replicate themselves or like fix themselves or something? You just stop the aging process and you officially, your cells officially start to die. That's what my flatmate told me this week. She was oh, like, you're no. going to start dying at 25. And I was like, what the fuck? So I've already had like a 
bit quarter life crisis, I guess, this week. Um, put on some emo makeup and posted it on Instagram. It was great. Uh, It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, just yeah. And I mean, it's lockdown, so I'm going to my boyfriend's tonight. I'm forcing him to watch Phantom of the Opera, and that will be my birthday. <laughs> I haven't seen Phantom of the Opera since like middle school, I think. I okay. I have a story. Um, in middle school, that was when it was first introduced to me. We watched it as part of music class. Um, I believe Mrs. Popo showed it to me, I think. But in the music class in like seventh grade, I sat next to my crush. Um, <laughs> oh God, another middle school crush story. So Damn cute. it, Julia. But um, she was showing it and he was definitely on the phantom side. I don't want to like ruin it. I don't know. It's been out for like 20 years, but he was team phantom and I was team someone else. And at one point someone else was thought to be dying and he like next to me was like go phantom and i jokingly like planning and jokingly like kind of kicked his ankle being like oh my god no but unbeknownst to me there was a piece of metal on the other side of him so i kicked his ankle onto this like piece of metal and just sliced his ankle jesus julia (laughs) i mean it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that big. It wasn't like he was gushing blood, but I definitely drew blood on this poor kid. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, come on, um, please. <laughs> oh, my God. He was one of those guys child. that everyone was like, I know, but he was like that guy that everyone was like, oh, my God, they're in love with each other, blah, blah, blah. And I fucking drew blood. I was like, mm. <laughs> Julie was the girl that bit in middle school. I'm just kidding. <laughs> was not i would never uh, was, uh, but that started my love of phantom oh, i believe that it awoke phantom. something in me though i was like oh i would have killed to be christine i would kill oh. now to still be phantom oh. of the upper is there inside my mind <laughs> I, I sing all the parts too there could be three people singing and i will sing all of them i think maybe i'll watch it today too in honor of you yeah Yes. Yeah. Rob is about <laughs> yes. to see a different side of me that he has not experienced before. So uh, like, we'll see if I'm woman? still uh, dating. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I sent what I thought was a Snapchat to Emmy being like, haha, jokes on Rob. He doesn't know that this movie is three hours long. And I fucking sent it to him. <laughs> and he was like, this movie is three hours. And I was like, oh, no. She said it was supposed to be a surprise. I know. I was like, because he agreed, obviously. He's like, it's your birthday, fine. But he didn't know it was three hours, and he does now. <laughs> like, You'll have to do, like, an intermission. Like, halfway through, do, like, a little snack <laughs> intermission, like you would if you went and saw it in person. No. <laughs> Never. Persevere. All the way through. Never. God. How long but was yeah, it then when you to... saw it in person? Like, how long would people, like, five, would people sit there for, like, four hours? Uh, it's only, like, three hours long. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've ever only seen the movie, so I've never. My dream would be to see this in person, like on stage. I would sob be, the entire time. That'd be I'm incredible. Not lie. That'd be goosebumps. Oh, oh, uh, yes. But yeah, I have no idea. I mean, stage shows always do intermission, so there must be that for intermission. But yeah, I don't know. Three hours isn't horrible for a movie. Titanic was. Oh, Titanic. Yeah, but they did have intermission for. Ti- yeah, wait. They had two VHS tapes for that. (laughs) That took a Uh, a two VHSer. You had to switch it out halfway through. (laughs) Oh, throwback. Oh my gosh. 
I cry whenever I see the Titanic. It makes me super emotional. Oh, that is the first movie that actually traumatized me. I remember watching it. I think I was 16 or something. And when I was a teen, that kind of in-between age, I liked to pretend I was a badass, even though I really wasn't. I don't know why. I was just like, I don't have emotions. And I think it was because no boys liked me. Therefore, <laughs> this is therapy session. It no, was that. It was just the like, uh, vampire so novels edgy. that we all read. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I was like, the boys will like me if I'm edgy. So I was like, I'm not into this. And I was watching it with my friend and I had never cried that hard in my life up to that point. And I remember she was pretty indifferent to it, to be honest. And she slept over and she went to bed instantly. And even hours after the movie, I was sobbing myself to sleep after this movie. I was like, I had never been that emotionally wrecked in my life. Dude, that's exactly how it treated me. I saw it, I think, with my mom. And for literally, like, two and a half hours after, I kept remembering what happened. And I kept sobbing. It just would... Yeah, it was like a wave. You'd get over it and you're like, okay. It was literally And then it would just hit you again. It was literally (laughs) grief. We were going through the stages of grief. (laughs) Oh, bless. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. Enough about our personal life. Don't watch Titanic if you're not emotionally capable of anything oh i mean but i didn't even cry at the notebook like yeah it was kind of sad but i was like yeah whatever they, but they they like, end, it's because like the notebook like they Ooh. they technically ended up together no matter what exactly so, like, I was like, it's like it's a bittersweet fine. ending but, like sto- yeah in the titanic you fucking oh. let she let jack go into the abyss she let go <laughs> Oh, I, just got chills. I got i gotta talk about my ghost story i can't i can't i'm just so <laughs> so today I noticed we have, at least on Instagram, a Canadian follower. (laughs) So what did I do but looked up things in Canada? So today we are going to the Banff. So it's B-A-N-F-F, Banff Springs Hotel. Um, I got my sources really quickly from curiosity.com, hauntedrooms.com, dki.ca, TheLineup.com and um, TaxiMike.com. I will talk about that later. Why? I don't know. It sounded weird. But so this hotel was built in 1888 in Alberta, Canada. And so it was originally built because the Canadian Pacific Railway was being built. And so people needed places to stay. Essentially, they were like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Let's build a hotel. So they built this place completely out of wood. Um, It was actually a really nice place. So the vice president of the Canadian Pacific Railway, who is William Van Horn, in case you were wondering, uh, described the hotel as not only a stop-off point, but it was a world-class travel destination. So a bunch of famous people have been there, like Marilyn Monroe was there. Um, Oh, God. One of the Roosevelt's stayed there. Mm. (laughs) Don't ask me. I read it. Um, In 1926, though, because it was completely made out of wood, it there was a major fire that completely burnt down the building. And so a complete reconstruction had to be carried out. And the new reconstruction was loosely based on a Scottish castle. So they have like towers and stone walls. You can kind of imagine what it looks like now. Um, And in the 1930s is when the Banff Springs started to have like the upsurge in popularity with all the celebrities and royalty started coming to the hotel. And it quickly became known as the Castle of the Rockies. But... Onto all the the ghosty ghouls. So, we have a 
few different things. We have the secret room, we have the burning bride, we have the bellman, and we have a few other ghosts. So starting with the secret room, this is room 873. And legend has it that a man murdered his wife and young daughter in this room before committing suicide. Um, the hotel denies this. They're like, hell no, please do They're like, this did not have it. I, <laughs> I will admit they deny it, but everyone believes this. And if you want to stay in room 873, you can't because it no longer exists in the hotel. Um, paranormal activity in room 873 had apparently been so bad that the hotel bricked up the entire room. Oh, yeah, but nothing happened. Goodbye. Yeah, no, nothing happened there, but just get get rid of it. Get it out. Nothing happened, but we're just going to break up the whole room. (laughs) Don't talk about it. It's fine. Guests who stayed there before it was bricked up claimed that they were terrorized by... Boy? Bye. Boy? (laughs) Horrible disembodied shrieks and screams in the middle of the night. And maids who were meant to be cleaning the room were unable to remove bloody fingerprints from the bathroom mirror. Hmm. Okay, that's super sus. Like, what? And (laughs) as I said, the hotel, they they say the murder-suicide, it's just a ghost story. It doesn't exist. However, some guests have decided to do their own detective work to kind of prove that room 873- did in fact exist at the very least. Um, on the other floors, there are rooms that end in the numbers seven three, except for the eighth floor. So every other room, you can have six seven three, seven seven three, nine seven three, but there is no eight seven three. And the baseboard where room eight seven three would be is cut as if there was a door there, and there is a corresponding light on the ceiling. So like kind of how each room has like a light there is a light above there and there's a little divot in the door as in there would be a door there and apparently if you knock along the walls between each room you'll hear like the sound you would hear if you're knocking wood i don't know how to explain that like tap tap whatever it's like hollow on the inside because there's space right because you can hear the room on the other side if you're knocking on the so if you're knocking on the walls you don't really hear the hollowness if there's because what i'm trying to say is if you knock where room 873 is supposed to be, oh. you hear the lighter hollow seeming sound. Yeah. So that's where the hollow sound. They're saying like, if you knock on kind of the solid walls, you don't hear anything. But if you knock where this room's supposed to be, it's hollow. And you're like, huh, there's no room there, huh? So. so I don't know, but I mean, despite the hotel trying to say nothing's here, people still try to find this room. And some have reported seeing the spirit of the young daughter standing outside of her room as if lost. That is so sad. Um, I know. Some of these stories are actually quite sad because moving on to the burning bride, uh, there are two different stories to this. Essentially, um, long ago, a woman on her wedding night was walking up the stairs in the main hallway of the hotel to meet her groom. And the bride, this is where it kind of differs, she either lost her footing and slipped, or her gown caught fire from the candles along there, and she panicked and fell. Either way, the fall broke her neck. And guests still say that you can see the ghostly specter of the girl still in her wedding gown 
on the staircase and in the ballroom waiting to have that first dance with her groom. Oh my god, I just got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. And I mean, at least, some at least she fell and not like burned to death. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know. You would hope it was quick kind of thing. That's what but, I'm thinking. Um, some have claimed that on the back of her long dress, light rising flames can be seen. And um, I didn't know how to feel about this one, but the ghost bride of Banff Springs has become so famous that she got her own Canadian postage stamp and collector coin. So intriguing. Canada was like, okay, whomst knows. Um, and then moving on to the bellman, this one's kind of wholesome. So. This is a friendly spirit who is the former Scottish bellman Sam McAuley, who loved the hotel so much that he always joked that in death he would return to haunt its halls. And guests have claimed to receive the assistance of a very friendly bellhop with a Scottish accent before learning that no such person works at the hotel. And others, upon handing Sam a tip for his work, have seen him simply vanish right before their eyes. So he's just kind of like, I liked it so much, so I'm going to stick around. He's just a cute little bellhop man. Yeah, like that one was kind of sweet. I liked that. And then just for kind of some other ghosts, this is from the hotel's website. Uh, there were some reports that they have a bartender who a bartender. I liked, as a ghost bartender, I mean, um, that has been witnessed by staff and guests informing guests that they have drunk a little too much and perhaps it's best if they go to bed. So they have a ghost bartender that's cutting people off, saying like, you know, time to go to bed, fella. <laughs> Which I, I love, because I'm that. also picturing like a 1920s oh, yeah. ghost bartender, and I really love that. And he has like a, a cloth vibe. over his shoulder, and he's drawing a glass. You've had a little too much, pal. Yes! He's like, come on, man. Head on upstairs. And then, <laughs> lastly, I guess there's apparently an apparition of a headless man playing the bagpipes, which I want to know the mechanics behind that. Um, sounds yeah, interesting. And then, <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's not actually headless and we just can't see the head, but whomst knows. And then going on to um this website called TaxiMike.com. I don't know who Taxi Mike is. Um... I will. His website gave me a headache because it had that bright yellow and black pattern of a taxi as the entire background. But essentially, he would get emails from people. I guess he asked about if anyone ever had experiences at this hotel. And so on his website, he has a bunch of firsthand experiences. So I'm just going to read out a few of them. Again, I don't know who he is. I'm sorry. Who are you, Taxi Mike? Who are you? Uh, So... All these following things are quotes directly from his email and quoted from emails that people have sent him. So, this is an email I received from a visitor on April 17th, 2017. Hi, Mike. I stayed at the hotel for a few days at the end of February 2017. We were in a room on the third floor. 321, I think. One night, I woke up to someone playing with my feet. My vision is not the greatest without my contact lenses, so I did not see anyone. It sort of creeped me out. The next day, someone in the group told us about the bride that died at the hotel, and I relayed my story. Has anyone reported a ghost playing with their feet? Just curious. Note from Taxi Mike. No reports of foot fetish ghosts, to my knowledge. <laughs> foot fetish ghosts? Oh my god. I know. I was like, I like this guy. I don't know who he is. 
Um, moving on, this is an email I received from a website visitor on October 4th, 2016. Hi, Mike. I found your website when trying to research if anyone else has had an encounter like mine. I stayed at the Fairmont Banff last week for a work conference and did not do any research on the resort before my arrival. I had no idea that it was supposed to be haunted. I stayed in room 291, and in the middle of my first night, while in bed, I became paralyzed. Oh my god. Paralyzed. (laughs) I don't know what word I was trying to say there. Good Goodness. (laughs) Paralyzed by something taking over me. I was physically unable to move in my bed and was shown an image of a female in a white dress with candles on the ground around her standing in front of a mirror that she was touching. The mirror is what stood out to me the most because even though she was standing in front of it, I could not see her face and it was disturbing. I finally felt a release and was able to move again and the vision was gone. Now having done some research, I am unsure if it was the bride that passed or someone in room 873, but my experience will stay with me. From Sonia. I just got goosebumps. That's how (laughs) do you make that shit up? Like, what the fuck? Right? Like, if you haven't researched it and this happens to you and you're just like... Like, what the fuck? What? Hello? Um, This is an email I received from a website visitor on November 2nd, 2015. Hi, Mike. It's been a couple years since I've stayed at the Banff... Banff... Oh, my gosh. Banff Springs Hotel. I need to talk slower. (laughs) But... I wanted to share one particular experience I had while there. When I first arrived at the hotel, I didn't know anything about it being haunted. In fact, one of my first memories of the hotel was us being passed by a bellman in haste. It wasn't until later that evening when we were leaving for dinner out the front doors that I made the connection that the first bellman's attire was completely different than the attire from the other bellman's at the front door. The bellman I had seen was wearing a green jacket with gold embellishments. He was also wearing the stereotypical bellman's hat in the matching color. He was holding brown luggage when he literally raced past us. It wouldn't be until a few months later that I'd make the connection of what I had potentially witnessed. Today, I phoned the Banff Springs Hotel to clarify if any of their bellmans have ever sported green attire. Fortunately for me, the concierge informed me that one of their bellmans, who has been employed with the hotel since the mid-1970s, was on staff, and she would ask him. When the concierge got back on the line, she relayed his response to me. He said that since he had been employed with the Banff Spring Hotels, the Bellamans have never sported green attire. She then went on to inform me that if I was inquiring because of Sam the Ghost, that he had worked at the Banff Spring Hotel up until the 1960s. Nobody on staff could confirm what the attire would have been like for the Bellamans during that era. I would love to know if anyone had any old pictures of him in his work attire. That way I could find out if I really did see him. From... Lisa. Oh my god. And I believe so after scary. that they did yeah, I think they found photos that that's what he wore. <laughs> oh my god. So she got to meet the friendly one. That would scare me so bad. Like I wouldn't know how to react. I know. I know. Super <laughs> so calm. Got, I know. I've got one more to share cuz there this is a whole website of these stories. So if you want to check it out again, taximike.com. Um This is an email I received from a website visitor on May 29th, 2014. Hi, I just stumbled upon your site and wanted to share something that happened to me. My fiance and I took took a tour of the Banff Springs last fall and we were were considering it as a wedding venue. 
After the official tour from their coordinator, we decided to loop back and explore a little on our own. We were going down the staircase that the bride allegedly fell on, and my fiancé, a couple stairs ahead of me, started to fall. Um, nope. I read that wrong. Ignore it entirely. So, my fiancé, a couple steps ahead of me, when I overstepped myself, and I began to fall... <laughs> Sure that I was going to fall, I went to grab onto the closest thing to me and yelped, but before I had a chance to make contact with anything, I felt a pair of arms behind me grab my waist and pull me back onto the balance. I definitely was pitched too far forward that by that point to correct myself, and the force seemed to just set me back up straight without any overcorrection. I'm not one of those people that generally believes in ghosts, but the physics of the whole scenario just seemed too impossible, and part of me can't help but think that maybe the bride found a chance to help another one. Oh my from god. Jules. I was like, oh. oh my god. Like, that's it. And it made me a little feel a little like ting in the back of my eyes there. Like, maybe the emotional. bride saw another bride fall, and she's like, nah, this ain't happen again. And I was like, oh. She does. She, the freaking ghost just wanted to get married. Damn it! I know. I'm just like just so sad. <laughs> oh my god! Julie and I start crying on podcast podcast. because <laughs> first we talked about bride. the Titanic. Now we're like, oh no, the bride. She just wanted to have her no. dance with her groom. I'm also a sadist. That line about she just wanted to have her dance with her groom. I just put that in there. <laughs> oh yeah, you should. <laughs> She's just emotional. Julie is very emotional. She just wanted her dance. But yeah, that's a few of the ghost stories from the Band Springs Hotel. I mean, you probably can't right now, but you can still visit it and stay there. Maybe not during the pandemic, but yeah. It's actually a really gorgeous place. Oh, and I forgot to mention that it is theorized that it is the... um, Oh my gosh. uh, The thing that made... The Shining happened. <laughs> oh, like the... Uh, influenced, the like influenced um, um, Stephen King. They thought that Stephen King stayed there with his family and it's what kind of influenced The Shining because of the hotel and... If that's the case, the then, that ho- then that hotel's big haunted. <laughs> like, no cap. Like, if you're... If, if Stephen King is getting his inspiration for his, like, scary stories or whatever that are, like, classic hits... Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. have a freaking room boarded up. There's like there's bellhops yeah. and bar. Like, I don't bar trust people. that room. Like, They're like, oh yeah, it doesn't exist. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what this sounds fake. I'm, I'm starting to think there's some suspicious activity going on behind the scenes at that I'm hotel. Just, They're trying to hide I'm some scary saying. shit. There's probably like a I'm demon portal saying. in there. They probably boarded it up and <gasps> probably salt inside to keep it for people from going in. All, all things considered, though, like the ghosts here, they don't seem that mean. Like, they were all just kind of chilling. Yeah, they seem relatively wholesome. Yeah. Like, all victims. Maybe not the one that was, like, touching the feet, but, like, leave my feet alone. But (laughs) I'm surprised there was, like, nothing about, like, the, if there was a murder-suicide, like, anything scary with, like, the dad or something. Yeah. Yeah, I. trapped in the room. Stop. trapped in the room. Some hotel member was like, "Mm mm-mm. We're just going to shut you right up. We done here. Yeah, I couldn't get too much because since it's still open, the hotel, I mean, obviously the hotel plays off of the ghosts, but 
there wasn't a lot of information because I doubt the hotel wants people being like, oh yeah, there's a ghostly murderer running around here. They're like, no, we have a cute bellhop. <laughs> Yay, Shut up about the murderer. Little, like, a fun little bartender who tells you to go to bed when you've had too much yeah, to drink. Uh, there's no murder, uh, suicide, or child l- looking for her room. It's yeah, nothing. it's fine. Whomst, whatst is your neck of the woods today? All right. So <laughs> I don't know what in, that intro was. In, Whomst is your neck of the woods. So today, I'm actually surprised that I've never gotten around to doing this, but I'm going to be talking about the Loch Ness Monster, a very popular cryptid in our cryptid communities. Um, I think I've been avoiding doing this because it is so popular. So I did like, you know, um, Chessie and then like the Kraken and like other ones that are a little less popular, but no better time Mm -hmm. than now to dive in to our favorite classic. Am I right? Hell yeah. Absolutely. So, let me see here. Where to even begin? So, I have a few websites that I'm pulling from. One is history.com. I've got Britannica.com, which I think is like, what kind of website It's an encyclopedia. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Took the words right out of my mouth. So, my bad. I had to redeem myself after a paralyze. Paralysis? Whatever you were trying to say. Paral- um, I think I was trying to say like paralysis and paralyze, and I was like, paralyze. <laughs> I don't like, know. man, this is crazy. What is English <laughs> language? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. So. Just to, you know, start right off, probably everyone knows the Loch Ness Monster, which is also known as Nessie, is a large marine creature that uh, is believed to inhabit uh, the Loch Ness in Scotland. Um, It is, you know, there's been so many sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. The most famous is the uh, surgeon's photograph, which is the photograph that has, it's like all grainy and like sepia. And it's the one where you can see the Loch Ness's head mm-hmm. coming out of the water. It was taken yeah. in 1934. Um, it is said that it was later revealed to be a hoax, but it is still used on cryptid websites and kind of passed around cryptid community as being like the main photo um, of the Loch Ness monster. So um, it is described as having a large, long neck with one or more humps protruding from the water. Um, it became most popular, you know, around 1933 when that photo started, when that photo came out. Uh, its existence is kind of give or take. People will s- claim they catch glimpses, but then it ends up being some sort of larger fish that may have, like, come up from the water or, like, a log <laughs> that has, like, a long tree <laughs> branch sticking out of it. Poor Nessie i know i'm like oh my god this poor guy but um we can like jump just like right into the origins so first modern discussion of the sighting of nessie was in the 1870s uh when doctor or no not doctor d mckenzie claimed to have seen something wriggling and churning up in the water uh this account wasn't published until later in 1934 uh, research indicates that several newspapers did publish items about the creature before 1934, but it was nothing that had really substantial evidence or images or claims to it. It was just more like uh, 
something was found in the water. Something is swimming <laughs> in the lake or what have you. Or the lock or... But no one really knew what it was oh. until 1934 when that first image came out. Uh, the best known article that first attracted a great deal of attention uh, about the creature was the 2nd of May, 1933. It was about a large beast or whale-like fish. The article by Alex Campbell, a uh, water bailiff for Loch Ness and part-time journalist, discussed a sighting by Aldi McKay of an enormous creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water in the loch while her and her husband were driving on A82 on the 15th of April, 1933. The word monster was reportedly applied for the first time in Campbell's article, although some reports claim that it was coined by editor Evan Barron. So, that's so sad. <laughs> Why? She was. She didn't even give a reason to be a monster. She's just she's a just rolling. She's doing her best. Like first yeah. they call her a log, and now she's just she's just and trying to roll around and. And now they're calling her a whale. It's so rude. Like wow, yeah. I've never been so disrespectful. Let her live her life. Her life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so rude. Yeah, the Courier in 2017 published some excerpts from the camp from the original Campbell article. Uh, one of them being, the creature distorted itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale, and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that there was no ordinary denizen of the depths, because apart from its enormous size, the beast, in taking the final plunge, sent out waves that were big enough to have caused to be have caused by a passing steamer so if no one knows like what a steamer or like a steamship looked like back then they were big like they were not like your little mm. fishing boats or <laughs> charters so the fact that it was able to the fact that she was able to create waves of that magnitude for just like plunging back into the water that's pretty crazy She's a big girl. Um, according to a 2013 article, McKay said that she yelled, Stop the beast when viewing the spectacle. In the late 1980s, a naturalist interview Aldi McKay, interviewed Aldi McKay, and she admitted to knowing that there had been an oral tradition of a beast in the lock well before her claimed sighting. So people had already been talking about it. It's been like a thing with the town. Uh, so even before people started looking for it, it had already been in the whispers of the local townspeople. Alex mm. Campbell's 1933 article stated that Loch Ness has for generations been credited with being the home of a fearsome looking monster. Um, some letters began appearing in the courier, often anonymously claiming land or water sightings by the writer, their family or acquaintances or remembered stories. The accounts reached the media, which described a monster fish, sea serpent or dragon, and eventually settled on, the Loch Ness Monster. So it's actually only within like the last, God, it's set, like a hundred years where it was actually labeled the Loch Ness Monster, which I find extremely interesting. You would think that that would have been thought of pretty immediately since it is the Loch Ness. And it is a monster, but it took them. It took, some, it took them some time for them to get to that conclusion for some reason. You know what? Oh some God. people aren't creative. It takes them a bit. I am one of those people. <laughs> really bad with names. <laughs> um, here's sort of some brief history of encounters with some sort of monster going 
as far back as um let me see sixth sixth century AD. So according to Adomnan, I apologize for the pronunciation. These are <laughs> old names that I have a hard time pronouncing. Uh, according to Admonin, writing about a century after the events described um, in the earliest report, uh, Irish monk St. Columba was staying in the land of the Picts with his companions when he encountered local residents burying a man by the river Ness. They explained oh. that the man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater. They had tried to rescue him in a boat, but he was killed. Columba sent a follower, Luin Mokomin, to swim across the river. The beasts approached him, but Columba made the sign of the cross and said, Go no further, do not touch the man, go back at once. The creature stopped as if it had been pulled back with ropes and fled. The Columbus men and the Picts gave thanks for what they perceived as a miracle. So that is the earliest uh, concept of like a monster living in the... I was going to say, it sounds like this guy just stumbled upon a murder. They were burying this guy and they're like, oh, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it, it was a monster in the water and it drowned him. And they're like, it totally wasn't us and we're just trying to like bury the body. Like, absolute fact that's what i was thinking i was like when i first <laughs> read that i was like okay so something extremely suspicious happened and they probably saw him like, and noted him as some sort of like religious figure and like let's just spout some monster like, shit like he'll believe yeah, like it. if your and friend got course, murdered by a monster you wouldn't just immediately bury them on the bank of the, the, the river exactly you'd be like um at that time i feel like you'd be sorry. you'd be hosting up some like pitchforks and like going crazy and like trying to drain the river and like figure out where it is like weren't they pretty people were pretty emotionally and yeah, not to doubt actively story but uh x for doubt <laughs> yeah for sure that was definitely a murder got caught by a religious person and then lies <laughs> lies uh. so this made i don't know if anyone remembers that movie that came out uh it was like rip was it River Horse or was it? It was Water Horse. Oh my gosh. I don't know if anyone has seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. It's a 2007 film. Basically, it's a story of. Is it the Loch Ness Monster? Yep, it is. So it is, which is a brief kind of. Oh, I remember that. It's on the shore of Loch Ness, Scotland. Angus finds an unusual egg. When it hatches, it releases an unexpected surprise. A water horse, the legendary creature from Scottish Scottish mythology. So it's super cute, super wholesome, and oh. Nessie is like super cute in the movie. Oh my god. Her Duh. little baby picture is I'm, so cute. Oh. <laughs> She's yes. just a baby. Oh, oh, oh. my god. So yeah, that that is, you know, let me see what other did I have any fun facts in here, bro? <laughs> did I have any fun facts? Um Let me see. Oh, here's one. So uh also in a lot of a lot of these like original views or findings happened in nineteen thirty three to nineteen thirty-four. So, uh, in 1933, the Daily Mail commissioned Marmaduke Wetherill, a big game hunter, to locate the sea serpent. Along the lake shores, he found large footprints that he believed to belong to a powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet or 6 meters long. 
However, upon closer ins- inspection, zoologists of the Natural History Museum determined that the tracks were identical and made with an umbrella stand or an ashtray that had a hippopotamus <laughs> leg as a base. Stop. Weatherall's role in the hoax <laughs> was unclear. Oh, Daily Mail Just did fun it. the... Daily Mail, you bitch. Daily Mail is, has always been sneaky. <laughs> That's facts. Um, Ugh, and of course, you them. know... People have been trying to figure out, like, what could it be? What could actually be in there? And the common speculation is that the creature is a plesiosaur, which is a marine reptile that went extinct about 65.5 million years ago. And it does look pretty, pretty exact to that of a plesiosaur. I'm just going to look it up really quick yeah. just to make sure I know what I'm talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, the ones oh, with yeah. the long necks and they got kind of, like, uh, fins sticking out of the yeah. side. Or am I just making yep. that up? Nope, you're exactly right. It's, uh... Love it. Yeah, it's exactly... It, lo- it literally looks what you would expect Nessie to look like. I think it's almost too mm. fish-like and reptilian at the head to be what people are describing. Because whenever I think of, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, I almost imagine her to have the face of, you know, like, long necks from... Land Before Time. They have like that blocky yes. dinosaur yes. head instead of that thin uh-huh. serpentine fish-like head. I I always mm. imagine her to be like a little more beefy. Like when when her <laughs> head comes out, it's like someone took one of those long oh, necks, chunk- chopped it, <laughs> just chunk- chunked it into the water, and was like, instead of having big legs and being tall, you just have little fins. Like, do yeah. with that knowledge as you will. Go swim, swim. <laughs> like, enjoy yourself. Bless. But yeah, that's basically. Nessie, she's a good girl, you know. She does not need to go on a diet. She's not a bad rat. She is her own. She's not a whale. She's her own person, her own creature, her own being. I've always wanted to go to Loch Ness. Oh my god! I bet you it's. I bet you it's a grand time. I bet you it's so pretty and so nice. So pretty, just from the like the pictures I've seen. It's so pretty, and I want to go. I want to be living over there. Get me out of America, please. (laughs) Come on over. I can never get over there and stay for a long period of time during this pandemic. They'd be like, where are you from? I'd be yeah. like, New York. And they'd be like, shit, no. <laughs> that was the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Love her. I'm out of ten. Oh, my God. So if you have any, if anyone has any of, uh, you know, thoughts about good old Nessie or heard any child stories or if anyone's from the area over there or near there or who has been there please by all means share what you've heard you know it's hard to find when legends like this are that local it's hard to find you know real local accounts of what the actual rumor is because sometimes that just stays it just stays at home you know that stuff kind of just continues to be whispers and spoken around and no one really feels the need to put it on the internet it's just not something you know people do sometimes yep so yeah that wraps up my story. It was a little short. Loch Ness Monster is a little kind of, you know, it is what it is, and like the story is super. Everyone kind of knows but, it, but it's, yeah. it's 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 a good story. And if you like if you her. didn't know anything like about her. the Loch Ness Monster until now, where have you been? Get out of <laughs> your rock. Let's go. Come on, come get up. <laughs> Welcome. What? Oh, oh, I have geez. zero promises that this podcast episode will be on time i will obviously try my best but like i said i'm editing it on my birthday so 
We will see. Are you going to be hungover tomorrow? I don't think I'll be hungover, but like my motivation might be quite low. That's but true. Like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I've been doing that all relax. week. I'll be like, I want Starbucks and I normally wouldn't buy that. That's a lie. I don't know why I said that. I do buy Starbucks, but I bought more this week because I'm like, well, it's my birthday week. Therefore. Yeah, absolutely. You have to treat yourself on your birthday week. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was like, I should not be doing this, but yeah, I'll try to get it out. Usual time, obviously. But if not, I'll post about it. That <laughs> <laughs> blessed. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And of course, as always, we would like to thank our Patreons. Carrie, Cassia, and Brad. Thank yes, you very thank- much. <laughs> thank you so much. We for- are indebted to you. We are. Oh, we're indebted. I'm excited. I'm going to get next, I think, one of those like mic stands that actually holds it up so you can have it next to your mouth <gasps> rather than me, who is just like, I need to sit really close to it so that Dude, you that can would actually be hear me. But, so right, nice. and a pop filter probably. <laughs> True. Uh, Maybe I'll save for the same thing. It'd be probably so be nice. good. Yes, it would be really cool. So we love you guys so oh, much. God. Thank you. You're a blessing in disguise, <sighs> honestly. For real? And of course, you know, they also our other Patreons from our tier one and tier twos. Yes. Like we love you too. You are not forgotten. We of do course. love you. Um, I'll be doing some more artwork this week for the channel, so keep Yay. an eye out for that. I've been trying to pick it up and slacking. It's been like, what, six months and I finally got the <laughs> tier art done. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, just in case uh, you want to do this. <laughs> I am the I large procrastinator, and it's horrible. But it's that a is done, and now we can just move on to newer and better things. So, yeah. Hell yeah. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Emmy. And I'm Julia. And stay spooky, my friends. Bye.